the opportunity to chat with Luke and Gus of Voila over Zoom video. You'll probably recognize Luke from his very successful acting career. He's in the Netflix film Tall Girl and Family Reunion, but he's also a classically trained musician. Gus is from London. He talks about how he got into music, ended up going to school in Los Angeles at USC, and that's where he met Luke. They have an interesting story about how they met, how they sat next to each other in a class and hit it off from there. Started writing dance music together. Caught some success there. Started a couple other projects before settling on Voila. Gus and Luke talked to us about the success of Stan Tall and how... When Luke landed the role in Tall Girl, they asked him about being a musician, and he's like, actually, I have the perfect song. It's a song called Stand Tall. And the guys reworked the song. They ended up using Ava Michelle, the lead in the film, to sing on it. She's also a, a fantastic musician. So they reworked the song, and, and it ended up making it in the movie. They also talked to us about putting out their first record, Long Story Short, and their most recent single, Dotted Line. You can watch our interview with Gus and Luke of Voila on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Voila. This podcast is all about the both of you. I want to know uh, your your journey in music. I know you've met at USC, and we can talk about starting your band and how you guys got to where you are now. Yeah. Well, I mean, awesome. US, USC, we, uh, Luke, you, Luke can kind of say, because he, he actually sat next to me. That's, that's the story I tell. Like, I, you know, he was trying yeah. to tag along. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, let's... It's true. I was going to say, let's start at the beginning. Luke, where were you born and raised? Are you from L.A.? No, I'm, uh, I'm from a small town outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, so very different than L.A. Uh, sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I grew up there. And uh, I think, you know, like any musician, when you grow up in like a, a town like that, that was all kind of buzz cuts and football. It was like, I got to get out. I got to get to L.A. Um, or Buzz New York, and, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. It was like everyone like ca cared about the the Packers more than life itself, which is our football team. And like, yeah, that's cool. But um, you know, I was like really into Aerosmith and ACDC, which was very like not of that type of town. Um, sure. So yeah, we had like one big music festival every year in like two or three venues, and I was like the kid that. I would get good grades. So my parents would let me go and, and listen to concerts all week long. And I just had this like drive because every time they would get on the stage, they'd be like, hey, we're coming all the way from L.A. or we're all the way from New York. I'm like, well, I got to be there. That seems like the spot, man. Um, yeah. So then I, I think I was always doing like local little bands. And but I, I wanted to get to um, one of the cities. And then I was applying at NYU for college and wow. USC and um I toured both of them and I remember asking the guys at USC, Hey man, why USC? And they're like, well, it's LA and there's, <laughs> no, and there's no winters. And I was like, Oh man, well I am sick of shoveling snow. So yeah, let's, let's, let's skip New York. Let's do LA. Um, yeah. So then I, I, I went to, um, to USC and then the first day of class actually um, in very typical fashion of me, even with the zoom call, I was running late <laughs> and there was like two, 
open seats left in the whole class. And one was next to this um, girl who I met at orientation, who was like a very nice person, but a, a lot of talking. And I was very tired. I think I'm going to opt for the other open seat. And, and it was this dude with long hair. I'm like, he's got long hair. I got long hair. I bet he's cool. And I was super wrong, but that's how I met Gus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I want to, I want to back up real quick. If you don't mind, how did you get into music? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I get into music. Honestly, um, there, I had a concussion from playing basketball. Um, and again, in like a sports town, that was like a total bummer. I couldn't mm -hmm. play on the basketball team. Woohoo. Um, and I was watching skateboard videos cause I loved skateboarding and, um, it was a, a video called minefield by alien workshop. Okay. And there was an Elliot Smith song on there. And I remember it coming on. And it was the first time in my life I had ever watched something and not even seen it. And I was just listening to the music. And I was like, what is this song, man? And it was called Coast to Coast by Elliot Smith. And it was at the time where we had like one family computer, you know, and I'm like, mom, I, I need the computer, you know, and I got the computer. And I, I found this guy, Elliot Smith, and downloaded <laughs> iTunes for the first time and like, had to convince my parents that like the computer wasn't going to steal our credit card information, which took like a week. <laughs> sure. You know, I actually, I, I think if I'm being honest, I think I, my mom had to go to Walgreens and get one of the iTunes gift cards because she didn't trust the, the credit card. Oh, thing. putting her card uh -huh. in. Dude, I might, yeah. I think my dad's still like that, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's actually really funny because um, my mom still has my iTunes account and I always like, get little receipts for 99 cents of our songs that my mom still buys. She's like the only That's person awesome. that buys our songs on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but I got the Elliot Smith album um, from a basement on a hill. And then I love that record. Yeah, man, dude, that changed my life. And um, I remember listening to the whole thing that, that first night, like thinking this was the, the greatest thing that ever happened. I just downloaded all his stuff. Um, and that was really the trigger for me. And then I, um, went and got a guitar and I, I was like, I, I have to do this because I had never seen someone do like pain so beautifully. You know, it was like, it wasn't what was me. It was like, this is just how I am. And I thought that was like, man, that's really something cool. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. So that's, it was, it was really Elliot Smith. I think that got me into music for being that, honest. Wow. And, and the skateboarding video, cause that yeah. personally, I mean, I grew up in San Diego, Southern California. So skateboarding was a huge thing in my life as well and i that's how i got introduced to so many bands misfits and you know descendants oh, yeah. and, and iron maiden and some of these bands just oh, because yeah. they would fit in in the skate video and watch like a toy machine video and i'm like oh my god like who is right. this and you'd watch the credits and try to find the, the bands i think that's so cool that you that was totally it man and and you just hit the nail on the head there going into that cultures because elliot smith's first band was heat miser and um obviously when you're like you know, 13 and get a guitar, you want to start playing the like fastest, heaviest stuff you can. Sure. <laughs> and then I just went on the deep dive because my, my dad was a rock and roller too. And so like, I, you know, he was like, oh man, you, you play the guitar now. Like you, you got to hear this, you know, this Slayer record, you got to hear oh, it. And it, like, then it like, <laughs> you know, it became like Metallica and all this stuff. And so um, I was going in that direction. And then obviously at the same time in the Midwest, all of the pop punk guys were coming up really hard, you know, oh, yeah. it was, it was like major fallout boy, major panic. Um, 
you know, and, and all those like subsets of warped tour. So then I kind of like fell into that whole thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I was old enough to start having bands. Cause that, that was just the coolest thing, man. We had the side swooped hair, you know, of course. man, it was like, it was like <laughs> red, I had red and black, like checkered jeans that I thought were so cool. <laughs> That's I rad. There was this, this girl, her name was Maddie Shale. And I was like dating her when I was like 13, you know, and I came to school <laughs> and my, I came to school in my, my um, red checkered pants. And dude, I remember her friends like going up to her apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. Luke is dressed like this. That must be <laughs> And I remember being so like, yeah, man, well, screw you, you know, because I didn't swear at that time because I was a really good, good kid. But that's awesome. <laughs> like, you know, frick off, man. Frick um, off. <laughs> these are my pants. Sure. Yeah. Well, did you did you go to USC for foreign music? Is that well? You said you wanted to go to yeah, NYU I mean, or USC, I, so I, I definitely didn't go for fashion. Clearly, but uh, yeah, I did. Go, <laughs> um, I did go for music, the music industry program. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I ended up uh, being a screenwriting major along the way. Um, wow. Yeah, so the, I know you're obviously into acting as well, but I yeah. want to focus on your music. Which... Yeah, and th- and then you know that the acting thing wasn't even the reason I did the screenwriting thing. Honestly, when I was growing up, I thought I was going to be an author. Even the whole time I was making music, I thought like, you know, again, Elliot Smith, the reason I loved him was his lyrics, you Mm -hmm. know, and the reason I like Pete Wentz so much was because of his lyrics. And like, I thought, dude, like these guys are awesome authors. And I was reading books like crazy. And I was like, I'm going to be an author when I grow up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, I get to do that with the songwriting. But anyways, going back to the screenwriting thing, it was like, across the street from the music school. And I took like a little intro to screenwriting class. And I was like, dude, this is basically being an author. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can do it uh, as a major. So yeah, that was really good. Learned a lot wow. about storytelling. And I, I think a lot of musicians are kind of sleeping on the concept of like, you can read a script and basically take the script and write like seven songs off of scenes. Cause you know, there's nothing more human than that. And then you don't have to go and live like six or seven lives you can just sure read about someone else's yeah yeah you can a lot of inspiration i i feel like people pull from from film and, and tv yeah, and movies and stuff totally. for sure i was i was listening to a podcast the other day i can't remember who exactly it was oh it was uh it was i think it was like the guitarist from the band franz ferdinand okay uh, oh yeah he was wow. saying he was saying that like in music a lot of people frown on people that write songs not from a personal perspective like the the consensus is, you know, songs are more hard hitting if they're personal to you. And like, that's how, that's how you write the best songs. But he was saying, if you look at all other art forms, actually they don't do that. You know, think about acting. They're always playing another part. Think about, you know, art. It's not a manifestation of themselves. It's always someone else, you know, photography. It's always someone else. Like every single other art form is essentially the opposite. And you're always creating a life that's outside of yourself. That's, that's so that's fascinating. Amazing, I've never, ever thought of that. That's so fascinating. Yeah, so true. That's super well said. Interesting, isn't it? I, I, I think it's true too, because like, I, I even had this, I, how many times have you like listened to a song that's like very specific? I'm a big country music fan too. And mm-hmm. my, my favorite person on planet earth is Sam Hunt. 
okay. which I'm probably gonna mention like a hundred times throughout this. <laughs> Great storyteller. Because um, every time I <laughs> every time I open my mouth for more than ten minutes, like it's gonna go to Sam Hunt somehow. You know, like someone's <laughs> like, "Oh man, this is a really nice place to live," and I'm like, "Yeah, but do you know that Sam Hunt actually lives in the South?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also owns a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Dude, yeah, is that a new car? Yes, Sam Hunt also has his driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> 31 years of age <laughs> but it just got taken away because he had a DUI which is a bummer anyways um back to uh yeah so anyways I was listening to his songs and I'm like man I wonder if this is even true and then I'm like it doesn't even matter because I think he's so specific about everything and 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 like like Gus is saying people want it if it's authentic but I feel like as long as it's specific it's pretty good mm-hmm. um you know and I, I think that's like why when you write songs you can definitely watch movies because you really get like an hour and a half of like very intricate dialogue or intricate character backstory and then you can just be that person for three minutes and as long as you like are any sort of an empathetic person you can relate to them and then you know the song becomes yours mm-hmm. it's not your experience sure i mean it yeah. makes a lot of sense too because people gravitate to certain film and, and movies because oh, yeah. it is personal to them too, you know? Totally. And so man. if they're writing something that's personal to them, maybe it's not their exact story, but it's something that they can also relate to. So they're sharing it. Right. Music. right. And all like the creative geniuses think about like, you know, even like Walt Disney and stuff, all the most successful stuff's got nothing to do with him. It's a whole parallel universe that you can throw yourself into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah He's going to so find fast. the thread. And I think that's why, I always like when you ask people like, what's your favorite kind of music? And they always go everything. I like everything. And I used to be like, that's a cop out answer. But then now I'm starting to think like, <laughs> honestly, that's kind of the best answer. Cause that means like they're again, empathetic or they relate to everything. You know, if you can listen to rock and roll music in the same day that you listen to, you know, a ballad or pop music or country, it's like, Hey man, like, you know, maybe you're not from the South, but you love this. Or maybe you, you know, you're not like a, aggressive angry person today but you still relate to someone who is like i don't know that's pretty cool yeah Yeah. and i I think it's even seen more so nowadays with like festival lineups like before it's cool you can like beyonce and tame impala it's cool you know what i mean like you you would be kind of a creep if you didn't like those two (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I guess that's kind of a broad answer, but like it, before it was like, oh, I'm only going to listen to these bands. And that's what I like. I like this pop punk scene or it's like, now you can like, you know, uh, at the drive-in and oh, so whatever good. else, you know, Dude, at the drive-in man. Oh my gosh. How good is that? It's amazing. It's yeah. It, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Words man. can't describe how great those guys are. We, really. we, yeah, we could go for a whole nother hour on that. Yeah, totally. Jeez. Well, uh, Gus, let's hear your story, man. Where were you born and raised? Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I haven't got as interesting story as Luke. Uh, uh, so I was England. Um, I went to school in England and then essentially got to 18 years old and had to decide between golf and music. I'd kind of done those both parallel all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a year out. I came to LA um, and I kind of fell in love with music over here. Um, and I was going to go to USC actually more with like a very golf focused. Um, I was going to be, a, I think it was going to be a walk on on the team. And really? I was going yeah, I was going to do golf. Um, and then I literally had a complete change of plans. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do music. And I literally transferred. I sent in like a song. <laughs> Cause I used to sing jazz um, back in England with like big band and kind of old school, more classical feeling records. Um, and 
basically did that and sent it in and I got into the music school and then like Luke said first day of class this this guy in board shorts with long hair from Wisconsin sits next to me I'm like what the hell have I what the hell have I signed up for I've never fashion choice again yeah yeah, I knew no one (laughs) I knew no one and I was meeting this guy like is where is this guy from is he from Mars like I have no idea where this guy's from um it's like it's this like, yeah. weird, like homeless surfer phase of life, right? Only wore these like really horrible, like slide flip flops and these green, <laughs> neon green board shorts and like a white, a white Calvin Klein undershirt. I don't know what it was like a weird phase when I moved from Wisconsin. I'm like, I'm only going to wear what I think is a surfer. So stupid. Well, no, I mean, you're probably used to wearing more like, you know, winter clothes. It's like, well, I'm in, yeah. I'm in LA. I can wear flip flops and shorts and a t-shirt every day. You know Dude, that, that, yeah. Thank you for covering up for me. I think it was just the complete stupid decision. <laughs> stupidity at its finest. Well, how did you, uh, how'd you get into music there, guys? Like what was yeah, the first then, interview you picked up? And then basically, so like, I wanted to be a producer. So on my year out, I actually did some production work um, and um, kind of got in, the scene a little bit in LA doing a few projects here and there. And then when, when I met Luke, like we both basically said our favorite artists at the same time at the time in, in the dance space, you know, was Avicii and the best. Yeah. And was it we, like a stepbrothers we like, moment. You're like Avicii. We yes. just became, we just become best friends. <laughs> it was that. I think almost that's, that was kind of the exact One, two, sentence. Three. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, uh, but no, and then literally we went, we went literally that day and we're like, all right, let's make a dance tune. Then we made a couple dance tunes, kept going, kept going. Then we managed to book some gigs. We, we played the frats at USC. Oh, okay. we, sure. Yeah, we, we did that whole thing and, you know, had sort of through parties and DJed them. And then we managed to get some gigs kind of around the place. We went and opened up for like Garrick's and Cascade and, oh, wow. and people. So you're getting huge people, gigs. Yeah, we were, it was opening though. So it was like, you know Still, what I mean? Still to be like, on the bill with Cascade. Yeah, oh, stadiums now, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was crazy, not gonna lie. Um, but then, so we did that, and we did that for a bit, and we just basically like we're both classically trained musicians, and we were just focusing on production. We were like, hang on, like, what if we put some real music in here, and what if we put some real guitars in here and pianos? And um, Luke was trained on flamenco guitar, so we put some of that in there, and like, then I started singing on it, and we basically just evolved from from the dj thing into just making being self-sufficient with our records and that's the one thing that we love to do is like basically keep everything in house Mm -hmm. you know now we do write songs with other people but at the same time you know i can produce it luke can write it and we can do it all and we can turn songs around in a day do you know what i mean and that Mm -hmm. we love that yeah you don't depend on anybody at that point i mean do it to your do it yourself that's fascinating. Yeah. You're both classically trained. I didn't realize that. What was the so what was the first instrument you learned, uh, guys? Oh, guitar. Okay. Guitar. Guitar. And then I fell completely in love with drums for like 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And did you take a bunch of lessons? Like, like yeah, tell me about that a bit. Okay. It's one of those, it's one of those things where you know when you're younger and a parent forces you to do those some sort of lessons, whether it's swim lessons or fucking piano, piano lessons. Yeah. Or, yeah. And I, at the time I was like, no, like, please, it's so boring. It's classical, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, hey, thanks so much for that. That was, <laughs> that was really useful actually. Um, right. But it was, it was, yeah, mainly like jazzy, kind of, kind of slightly, uh, 
alternative. Like I would go to my teachers and be like, oh, can I play this song? Can I play this song? And they teach me that song. And that's kind of how I fell in love with it. I was like playing, like kind of like, um, you know, playing your favorite Beatles song or whatever. Obviously mm-hmm. nowhere near sounding as good, but like slowly you get into it and you're like, all right, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So you're tra- uh, classically trained as well, Luke. What was the first instrument you learned? Yeah, I mean, flamenco guitar, that's that's pretty, yeah, pretty man, difficult. I mean, um, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I lucked out. I had um, the coolest teacher who's still in Milwaukee. His name's Jason Barrett, but he was like this awesome classical guitarist. And my my parents were like, hey, because I was playing guitar like crazy. And I'm like, please, like, let me take lessons. And we went to this like place in downtown Milwaukee it was like a rock and roll guitar teacher. The guy was like smoking cigarettes or like whatever else he was smoking at the time. And like, now I was like a 12 year old kid and my mom came with me and my mom's like the, the sweetest Midwestern woman. It's like, like, no, it's like, yeah, like mega death poster on the wall, you know? And like, you know, like, I don't know, like a, a pinup girl riding like an atomic bomb poster. You know what I mean? All that, like, <laughs> of course. My mom's like, you know, and he probably like cussing like a sailor. But I remember like leaving. I was like, yeah, we're not going to continue to pay for this. Um, she's like, <laughs> so um, I had to find like an approved person. And um, I had, I thought flamenco guitar was really cool because they were playing finger style, which, mm-hmm. you know, again, Elliot Smith was like a master of the right hand on the guitar. And I was like, well, okay. And um, he was a really cool teacher because we would, we would do, you know flamenco style finger style nylon string stuff but we do metallica and we wow do, yeah we do all like rock and roll licks and we did like a lot of you know slash and dream theater and like you know really good guitar players and um yeah man so um that was really fortunate for that because then i loved doing it and um like my, my guitar teacher would be like yeah i play guitar for eight hours a day and i remember thinking like how in the world do you play guitar for eight hours a day? And now like with these sessions for like 10, you know, 12 yeah. hours, but um, he really got me practicing. I mean, I was playing two, three hours a day um, in high school because he was playing eight. So I said, well, I, I gotta, I gotta do something. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really thankful for him. Cause I think without that, I, I don't think I would have like stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That I know that's one thing with guitar. I learned like power chords. I oh, never had the, Finger picking down. I watch people that do that. I'm like so jealous. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. man, I wish I could do that. And it's, it's the best though. Power chords are great. Go. And it's it's funny too, because like I, you know, he's from a conservatory. So he would have and he had like longer hair, but it was like slicked back and he always had his like shirt buttoned up and a tie and would, like drink his little fancy water. And then you'd like he'd come out with his, his little like acoustic guitar and I had like, you know, my Les Paul, I had my Gibson SG, and then I'd like <laughs> pass him my guitar. To be like, can you show me how to play this Metallica thing? And there's this guy who's so buttoned up, would just be like shredding so hard, you know? <laughs> oh, that's rad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, man, you know, God bless those guys who go to music school for like eight years and get like a doctorate in guitar. I mean, you right. I mean? it's just so much work. Good for them. That's awesome. So uh, tell me, so Vuela starts as what? You guys were just throwing parties or this wasn't the band yet when you were doing the DJ, more electronic dance stuff? Uh, we had a lot, a lot of different names. Okay. What, what, what do <laughs> Too we many names. As, Too many names. We, Too many we, names. Luke, Luke we started as uh, it. <laughs> we played this like pool party, man. Um, and we were like, dude, this is going to be the craziest exposure. This is in downtown LA. Like there are going to be a ton of kids. Like if we don't have 
a name together, dude, we're missing out on a huge opportunity. There's like maybe like, I don't know, 18 kids there, but uh, <laughs> we, we decided on Goldilocks because we both had long blonde hair, which is so <laughs> repulsive that I'm saying that on a, on a recorded had, thing. Yeah, we had that. We had Symphony. We had well, Symphony was Captain, great. We had Captain and Mamba. We had, yeah, I, I don't even, yeah. And they're all like old SoundCloud accounts. So like every now and then when I go on SoundCloud to log in and it goes like on the list down, oh. I get all the names. Because <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. all saved, bro. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it was like, we were, we, were, we were picking the last name and it was between voila and like, um, I don't know, children of Samson or like something <laughs> ridiculous. King, King Compass was, I think. King Compass. That was, was Gus's choices. And I said, dude, I would rather die than be King Compass. So we went with Voila. Um, oh, it's Voila. I was calling it. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Voila. Because I thought it was like a, fine. a French name. That's yeah, it is. Voila. So it's, it's, a, it's a French word like Voila. Um, but it, it, it basically means there you are. Um, it's like a literal translation. And we thought that was cool because, you know, part of good music is, is when someone listens to it, they go, Oh, there I am. So there you are. We want to be relatable. And um, I love it. So we love magic, you know, growing up. So voila. Okay. Voila. Yeah. I was saying, voila, <laughs> but it's voila. <laughs> Mate, anything, anything, anything goes on. That, that's we'll okay. We'll take anything. So I like voila my, better than my, than my, <laughs> my pronunciation. Some of my, now closest, it all makes sense. It's like, Oh, I've heard somebody say voila before. Not voila. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, some of my closest friends who like will probably stand in my wedding still don't know how to pronounce it. So don't even sweat. <laughs> okay. Right on. Um, we'll say, so when it, when it becomes voila and you start writing a record, I mean, you put out last year, you put out long story short, right? Is that the first yeah. kind of yes. body work yes. or, or songs you're putting out under that name? Kind of. We, we, we put out two when we were still in school, um, kind of finding it out. And then we kind of, they they got a little bit of traction at school because it it, it became the kind of little bit of a pregame anthem. We heard it around a little bit on campus and stuff, and oh, you know cool. that it was quite cool. And yeah, that that song "Hundred Second Chance" that that did is now sort of at a million. And then the first the mm -hmm. first two songs we put out were actually lately in hundredth, and they both quite recently actually crossed a million. So that was cool to see because those were literally the first ever. You know, that's so um, cool. And so when you we, say, sorry, when you say we're, uh, like warm up anthems were like sports teams using them or like, who, where yeah. did you, were you hearing them? Like, oh no, no. Kids parties. taking shots and drinking. Yeah. Oh, like party anthems. Got it. Well, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's just as cool. If not cooler, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, yeah, then we, then we put out a long story. Then we put out actually one called Deja Vu, which was like experimental. And we had a few different artists on it. And that was really fun because that we got to kind of flex our production shops on that. Um, and then long story short is the last one we put out and now we're in a whole new stream of singles. We're going to put out another eight probably before the end of the year. So like we're, we are not hanging about and we're kind of, we just love making tunes and we, we would rather just make a hell of a lot of music yeah. than like do 25 pieces of content around one song and be like, this is the song, please everyone, this song, this song, oof, leave it for six months. And then, yeah not follow it up we would just rather be ready to go 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 and that's kind of where we're at gotcha well okay so you had the song we'll get the song in the netflix show with stan tall was that something that you you guys had out way before right and then you just what reworked it for the for the for the movie 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was okay. actually a really cool, cool, like, um, coincidence, but we had, uh, written the song. It was actually, you know, quite a sentimental song for us and an important one. And so, um, we put it out and, um, I had gotten, um, the movie tall girl and then uh-huh. I got the script and I remember reading it in the last line of the film was, um, stand tall. And that was like the last word. And I was like, whoa, man, like we just put a song out like this. And I remember in the, the casting process when the producers was like, yeah, man, we saw you have a band like Viola and, uh, you know, and Stan. <laughs> and Stan Boya. And Vo- yeah, Vo- yeah, Voila. <laughs> and, um, and, and Stan Tall. That was one of your songs. Like, that was really cool. That was like a huge sign for us. You know, like, you know, the universe. I'm like, yeah, awesome. So then um, we got on, on set and I was, you know, getting into like the material again and um i was like man this song actually fits this scene really well so um i told gus man like we should slightly rewrite this and and pitch it for the the film how cool would that be and um we did it and i asked my uh, co-star ava michelle who's an awesome singer too and um, i was like hey do you want to do this with us and, and get it in the film and so yeah we we recorded her and, and rewrote it and um yeah and so now both versions exist. The like before Tall Girl, which is a little more, um, I think, um, sentimental. And then the uh, Tall Girl version, which is more empowering. And yeah, so um, it's awesome to, to see a song live and say almost the same thing, but have two, two completely different, uh, you know, feelings, inspirations. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. And you guys are working with her what on her EP, right? Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's good homework. Yeah, um, we did we did a few songs with her, and and she's awesome. You know, like a um, a really really kind hearted person, and it, and that makes her a good artist. Yeah, it's cool. and a great. Cool. Are you are you doing any? I'm sure you're working with other people, or like how does that? Like how do you juggle yeah. between your band and that? Like you just kind of help produce for other people while writing for your your project. We've yeah, it's ever ever since the shutdown. Really, we hadn't given it that much focus um, before before the world shut down. But then, mm-hmm. ever since then, we've just been working a hell of a lot. Um, and the Zoom, because we we have always produced our stuff. I feel like producers became a bit more in demand than before because mm-hmm. you know all these massive touring artists and all these artists managed to get a platform through TikTok and all these you know. <laughs> all these blowups and Netflix mm-hmm. shows and all this crazy stuff happening. Cause everyone's at home. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wanted songs made. So we were kind of like, okay, let's book some sessions. You know, we had, we had our um, day day manager, Sarah basically reach out to anyone and everyone and slowly got a bit of traction that way. And now we're, you know, we're booked out five days a week, like five, six days a week. Wow. We const- yeah. We constantly have sessions now and, um, it's just cool to be able to just, you know, make records for people. And, you know, it's really exciting being able to have like a big catalog. We've probably got, you know, 150 to 200 songs that we've built up um, that are now slowly being started to pitch out. Um, and, you know, we've got a few really exciting things coming. We've got a few projects with a, with a couple guys in Nashville, actually. Um, oh. And then, you know, a bunch of pop stuff and, it's really fun, man. And some dance music too. That's that's the great thing. Like we're allowed to go back to the dance music. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. We can then write some dance records for these dance guys. And then those can live a life 
and that feels amazing too because that energy of writing dance music still is is just incredible mm-hmm. yeah go back to kind of your roots and how you guys kind of started together exactly mate by the way i just have to say it, that t-shirt the mtv t-shirt is that leopard print in the end yes, it is leopard print <laughs> mate, that is superb oh gus, i appreciate that thank you I, gus I love loves that. i'm gonna have to try print. and find one of those i will send you a link to it <laughs> oh please, please i will print, mate. Uh, gus has like three three awesome leopard shirt or leopard print shirts that he, he loves to wear and we actually did a um not a, that awesome though not that awesome not, <laughs> not nearly as cool um and uh we did like a spoof planet earth little clip one time of gus running around in his his leopard print shirts <laughs> narrated him like he was a leopard no that's awesome kind of gotta be there uh, i love it well, <laughs> yeah well where were you guys when this whole pandemic hit was that a pandemic uh, project or like how did how did that Ooh, affect yeah. you i mean with with the music luke you want to take it yeah i would love to um it's kind of the perfect timing honestly um we had um started making some like more rock and roll music um and we're kind of just talking about the idea of of kind of being a instead of a pop band that sounds rocky a rock band that sounds poppy and we're like Mm -hmm. all right let's let's go for the the rock thing now and we're at the time starting to write some some tunes for it and then the world shut down which was kind of perfect because you know being like locked up and and stuck with your thoughts and your feelings you know was a really good time for writing honestly i think it was mm-hmm. the pandemic while obviously remarkably tragic for a lot of people who were affected by it was um really great for artists who mm-hmm. had projects they wanted to get done and we just we cranked them out and um you know from a socially distanced perspective you know cut guitar in the bathroom and send it over to gus and then he would work on stuff and i i i look back on it quite fondly honestly I was going to say the the recent song you guys released dotted line that is definitely a heavier song for you. Oh yeah, mm. man. I was yeah, I love that track. It's the so thing- good. I lo- yeah, I'm a huge fan of it too, but it's definitely Thanks. got a heavier sound than the rest of the stuff I've heard from you. Yeah, and, and but what it is, what it is, it's like you know the the, the interesting is, right? Is Stand Tall was like a really emotional moment um for both of us like we we're both not in a great place, to be honest with you. And um, so it felt like a slow song. It wasn't really a thought out process of, oh, this doesn't really sound like something we're going to want to live with in a couple of years. But that's kind of how music is. I feel like you don't you don't want to be too methodical and like too restricted. Be like, oh, we can't put this out. We can't do this because that was, you know, a really successful moment for us. You know, it charted top 25 in the world on Shazam for like mm-hmm. two months. It was crazy. Um, but the... The interesting thing is, is our first ever song we put out, like I said, lately is a rock song. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we've always had these kind of low key rock songs in our records, in our EPs, but we've always given the poppiest stuff more push, you know, like this is the single, oh, it's pop. This is the thing that's no, it's pop. And always with our live shows, we've always been like, all right, like we kind of got to think it out cleverly. We've got to be kind of sitting still and, you know, we, we got to, able to play really quietly and for a for a more low-key audience where people are sitting down and stuff and now luke and i look at each other and we're like listen what what do we want to do like the energy when we were doing dance music was the most crazy thing ever we were jumping around the stage we were throwing ourselves around it was completely it felt like animalistic but Mm -hmm. in an amazing way and it just felt natural and not thought out 
And this music now, like everything we're making and putting out feels so just inherent. You know, it doesn't require thought. We just make the records. Luke sends over some guitar, like a bunch of guitar lines. I just scream a vocal over it. And then we have these songs. And it's like, we cannot wait to really perform these out and like actually take it to a level where there's crowds and, you know, the energy's mental and it's kind of unhinged a little bit. And I feel like everyone needs that because everyone's so caught up in their own head because they've been living with themselves for the last 18 months. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like we need to lose it. We need to lose it. Uh-huh. Super well said, man. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think people are going to lose it once shows are going to be happening or they are kind of happening now. Right. I mean, right. Tours are being booked. And I think people I've said this before on this podcast that just people are going to start taking shows less for granted. Like if it's Thursday right. or Tuesday night and so true laws playing, they're going to go because they you that's never what know. I'm saying they right might that's- not have another opportunity. And then for, you know, 18 months again. That's what I'm so, saying, Adam. We're going to clip that bit right there. That little bit. <laughs> little bit. That's perfect. I would love that. <laughs> it's all yours. That's, that's ideal, man. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I do you have stuff planned? Like, I did see, you know, I mean, I know there's shows happening, and you guys have done, played some impressive shows. I mean, opened up for, for you know, the Frey or Kesha or Ex-Ambassadors and these big, big artists. Like, do you have anything coming up? We that's a conversation literally that's happening like today, right? Like, <laughs> like right this now. afternoon. <laughs> literally, yeah. We because uh, yeah, the the it people are booking their tours, like you're saying. So we we're trying to find a good fit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like 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 we, Sam Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I bring it up comes, again. It comes in back. It comes back with Sam Hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would I would change the whole record to be country if it meant we could go on tour with sam hunt <laughs> it's not uh, it's not well, a joke have you, <laughs> have you i'm if you met sam hunt i'm, I'm uh, hoping you Dude, have. if i met sam hunt i would not be speaking this low i think i would be permanently like this all the time because i <laughs> i think i think my bone structure would change completely. oh my god <laughs> either oh, my hair would nice. fall out or would grow really long i don't know I don't <laughs> That's hilarious. Right. You, you uh, would know. You would know if I met Sam Hunt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> see it in my aura. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you guys are looking for or the conversations being had today. Or yeah. Just yeah. In the near no, future about shows. Right. We haven't, we haven't got anything locked in, but it's going to be soon. And we're also actually filming a couple more music videos for songs. So that's going to be cool too. And it's got that kind of live show feel. Do you know what I mean? Awesome. Like, yeah. So, so it's kind of, honestly, like it reminds me a little bit of like the old kind of MTV days when, when, when Good Charlotte were doing their music videos and like, it's just basically bands on camera. And I, I love that. I think that's, I think that's real, real energy and it doesn't have to be too planned out, like I'm saying. And, and that's how our shows are going to be when we do kind of confirm everything and come back and have a schedule again. I love it. And I hope you come to Nashville. That'd be incredible to see you guys. Oh, mate. would love to. Love that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, you guys should make that. Let's do it. Favorite cities, man. That. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I said, we just moved here from, from Southern California. So we're, we're new to it. I haven't really even been out to see shows. We cruised down 
Broadway a couple times, but, but but hopefully you've been eating a lot because the food there is. is oh awful. my god, dude! I think I've gained twenty pounds. As I'm <laughs> that sounds it's right, like, man. It's getting a little, it's getting a little uh, worrisome. But welcome to know. the Midwest, dude. <laughs> sure, sure. What's your what's your favorite music, man? What 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 sort of stuff you've been uh, listening to for us for quarantine? Getting pop. you through, dude. I've been way into pop music, to be honest. Like I've grew up with punk and you know pop punk and the emo scene was what i was huge into but recently i've just yeah. been listening to a lot of like pop <laughs> like female vocal pop music i don't know Lipa, like julipa yeah i mean um grande julipa grande halsey is one of my been Ooh, my yeah. quarantine favorites uh yeah just stuff like that just bizarre <laughs> dude halsey's, halsey's cool so man i I saw her when she was opening up for the Kooks. Remember that band, the Kooks? Oh, dude, I love the Kooks. Yeah, dude, we love the, the Kooks too. But oh, she, man. She Naive, that is a jam. Uh, yeah, man. And I remember like getting to the show early because I wanted to get a good spot for um, the Kooks. And there was like Halsey just came on to play that like ghost record or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then like, you know, three years later, she's like the biggest artist on the planet. So, oh, I know. Yeah. That's what, cool. I, like, I like when that happens when you can see someone who's like still like struggling to. Oh yeah, there. yeah. I know. I guess I, not really I, struggling, but yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I did radio for 16 years, and when I was working for a station in San Francisco, is when she put out Badlands and had. Oh uh, yeah. You uh, knew Americana was on the air, and she came through, and she just had like this long hair and a hoodie on, like she just was so green to the whole thing. And then now you look at her, and she's like one of the biggest things on so the planet. Polished. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good for her, man. I like. Yeah. I like when. When you see artists like that come from, you know, really cool musical backgrounds. I mean, touring with the Kooks, you know, like she definitely had her her whole gig in order. It's great. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, do you guys have an EP coming out or just doing singles with like, you know, therapy and dotted lines and, and some of these new songs? Yeah. I mean, ne next thing we'll probably have out is uh, a figure you out music video, actually, probably. The next thing that we'll we'll put out is where our our song that's doing best right now is, is figure you out. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's off the long story short project, but it's the rockiest one, which is, uh, which is great. And, uh, so we'll definitely put that out in the next month or so, probably less than that. And next two weeks, we'll see as fast as we can go. Um, well, yeah, we have, we have literally eight singles waiting in the wings to go and we're kind of playing it by ear. Hopefully we'll have another one out in like five weeks or so, I would say. Amazing. Amazing. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, is it going to be more rock or is it pop? Uh, rock. Um, rock. Okay. Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Very all cool. rocky from pretty much. From here on out. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And there, there's, there's a few that are, are, I'm very like anxious for them to be out because they're, they're fun. Awesome. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I thank you guys so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Dude, Mate, thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Yeah. Um, I have one more question before I let you guys go. Um, Please. Yes, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Uh, Luke, want to yeah, take it? I do. I, um, I, I think it kind of goes back to what Gus was saying about the Franz Ferdinand guitarist. Um, I have, have found that to be a good artist, at least in, in my opinion, you have to be able to be open to a lot of different things i think when i was younger i thought oh if i'm going to be the best guitarist musician in the world like i got to lock myself in a room and play guitar for 15 hours a day while you know practice is really good i found i've become a better artist by dabbling in 
the acting, by dabbling and even drawing, writing short stories, children's books, songs. Um, because I think the way that your mind works is when you put all this stress on coming up with like the greatest song you're ever going to write, it's never going to happen. I think it, it usually comes from, you know, being stuck in traffic on your way to something else. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a great idea. I think my favorite songs I've written for Voila, I've had to scribble on the back of like things in my car. Um, I, I think try not to force yourself into writing that hit. I think just be creative all the time. You know, I have like a little drum set here. I don't really play the drums, but I like to just do it to do something different to like cleanse my mind or I'll read a book that I normally wouldn't read. It's like this concept of being an alien. You know, I go to the, the grocery store and look at the magazines and I'm like, oh, well, I normally would get a music magazine, but like, let's get a, a knitting patterns magazine and let, let's <laughs> do something completely different and like kind of creative and like try something that my might suck at, but. I think just working the creative part of your brain leads you to the cool stuff. And the more artists that I talk to, it's like every time I, I hear the songwriting process, it's always like, oh yeah, man, well actually like back to Sam Hunt. Oh yeah, man. Well, I was like playing football and then I got like hurt and then I was just like painting and I was like, oh yeah, well maybe I should write some songs. Like it just, I don't know. I, I think when people ask for advice, they like, it's always something like regimented. I think it just, just kind of be creative as much as you can and stuff that you don't normally do. And the mind, man, is so powerful. You start coming up with stuff, watch shows you wouldn't normally watch. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Man. I also, I, 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 it. for me, for me, it's, it's a question of don't internalize externalities. Like the amount of opinions you hear in, in the music world is unbelievable. So, you know, it's great to listen to people and it's great to take on opinions and stuff, but don't internalize it. So if you, if you keep doing what you're doing, you just don't stop. There's the key. Like you can, you, you can have people on your team, you can have opinions and all this, but just don't stop the train. Do you know what I mean? Like someone's going to say, all right, let's wait six months. Don't wait six months. Keep putting out music. Keep, keep moving stuff forward. Cause if you don't stop, then you'll, then you'll succeed in the end because there's the key right there. That's what I think. I love that. You know, you- I have one more thing to add to that. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, this is, I think, is, is better advice. Whatever I was trying to say before, um, work with your friends, man. Genuinely, because any sort of like artist creative space, you're dealing with your dreams and like putting your soul out there, and it's so easy to get taken advantage of and for people to manipulate that because it's unlike you know working in i don't know like finance i guess where it's it's very black and white you know someone can promise you the world and you're gonna believe them so you have to work with your friends and people you love and trust and people who who will treat your art as 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 you and they don't want you to get hurt so they they help you to to get there that is so important in this kind of industry just work with people you love and respect because um, you know, you could work with the, the best intr- instrumentalists in the world. And if you don't have a friendship, you know, you're, it's going to end poorly. Work without that. People you 